This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, June 16, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. The president argues that dropping bombs on Libya doesn't fall under the purview of the War Powers Act, obligating the president to justify war-making. John Samples, director of the Cato Institute Center for Representative Government, argues that congressional abdication has long aided presidents who want to make war without congressional permission. We spoke yesterday. Members of Congress have brought a lawsuit against President Obama. This happened uh, earlier, a little over 10 years ago, with regard to Kosovo. In the current suit, it's acknowledged that uh, past courts have not recognized standing for members of Congress to enforce uh, the war powers or the Constitution in general. So uh, this is less, I think, an actual attempt to get a court to stop President Obama in Libya and more... uh, something that has happened before, which is Congress starts doing things that are short of the the kinds of efforts they should be making, like actually stopping the money or insisting on the Constitution being uh, carried out, uh, and do other things, which is, well, say to the president, could we have more information? Or say to the president, we might cut off the money, or in this case, bring a lawsuit. So it's a kind of signaling game in which at some point the hope is that the signaling will be strong enough that the president will say, oh, well, you know, I can't just brush aside these people and ignore them. Now, there's not a lot of evidence that this particular president is going to respond because he's done more than any other president, really, to completely ignore Congress in relation to the war powers. So it's far from certain that this is going to happen. The other part of it is that uh, Speaker John Boehner in the House seems to be rousing himself to some kind of semi-serious effort to constraining presidential power. He sent a letter to the president, and it's true the letter is a lot about asking about information and uh, about justifications for the Libyan adventure. But uh, he wasn't even willing to do that a couple of weeks ago. That tells me that in the Republican caucus, there is probably rising support for some kind of more serious efforts to confronting President Obama about this. One point that um, Boehner made pretty well in his letter is that we're now almost 90 days into the Libyan undertaking. And the War Powers uh, resolution had a kind of out, date of 90 days, that the president could make war pretty much by himself for 90 days if he asked Congress for an additional 30 days. So Obama's about ready to go where nobody's gone before, really, in an explicit way. Uh, And Boehner recognizes that and at least says it out loud. I think uh, one of the problems is John Boehner is the leader of the Republican Party. There's a, in the last paragraph in particular in this letter, there's a kind of apologetic tone to it. Uh, The Republican Party in Congress has really tied itself to strong presidential authority in making war and to war itself. And so he's sort of caught between these sort of support for presidential leadership and American leadership and all that and a rising uh, sense that this is kind of a a big mistake and that his caucus believes it's a big mistake. The other thing about Libya that I would say is that Rand Paul is looking very good on strategy and otherwise. He is and has been for some time emphasizing 
that we can have all these arguments about presidential power and one thing or another, but the fact is the United States is overextended abroad. We have huge deficits. We have rapidly mounting debt, a difficult economic situation, and now we're waging anywhere from three to five wars, depending on how you count Pakistan and Yemen. Um, it's a real issue and a focus that I think brings the economic side, the Tea Party kind of concern about debt and overextension to government, to the other side of the spectrum, to the war making and these kind of foreign policy undertakings. Uh, it could be potentially, and particularly if Libya drags on and on and on, which it looks like it might, it could be a powerful political combination. The original resolution that uh, Dennis Kucinich wanted to bring uh, forward would have effectively ended uh, U.S. involvement in Libya, but John Boehner wanted something uh, with less teeth. This has happened uh, time and again over the last 20 years. Bob Dole used to be the person that did this. When you had a, uh, in, with Clinton's wars, you had a serious effort uh, boiling up out of the Senate to confront the president about the wars. Um, Senator Dole would be always counted on to bring, to offer and to allow to the floor some other resolution that would sort of sap off that um, kind of dissatisfaction, an alternative that really didn't do anything except ask for information or suggest uh, dissatisfaction. Um, and this is what uh, a week or two ago uh, Speaker Boehner did. He, he uh, headed off at the pass the Kucinich resolution, which looked like it was going to get a majority and with a serious number of Republicans voting for it. The question is, is how long, um, you know, Speaker Boehner is going in a particular direction. It is a direction that perhaps is not his most natural direction. But uh, as each week passes and this, the Libyan war continues, and the president uh, essentially stonewalls the Congress about everything, uh, we may see a, a John Boehner doing something we wouldn't have expected a month ago even. Given how the War Powers Act has been treated in recent years, is it, uh, do you think maybe it's time to go back to something that's uh, a little more constitutional? Um, I think, the, yes, the War Power Act uh, and War Powers Resolution that when the 60th day passed, I really thought that it was just an empty vessel, that it did nothing except provide some encouragement because some of the president's uh, lawyers, the Office of Legal Counsel, has cited it in previous uh, justifications for presidential discretionary uh, wars. So all it really did was say, you know, Congress actually supports the president in having this wide discretion to make war. So that's one big downside. It also doesn't seem to restrain the president. Now, in the last month, I guess I would say that President Obama, who, after all, has completely ignored it, essentially. Occasionally, they'll make sort of really weak or laughable arguments against it or about it. He hasn't even been bothered to argue that it's unconstitutional. So I think, uh, ultimately, you know, the question is, does the War Powers Resolution, without being enforced, have some political constraint on the president? And I think the answer on the whole probably is no. But one thing you do have to say, Boehner's letter was anchored in the War Powers Resolution, which suggests 
that maybe Congress considers it somewhat important. They should be actually making an interpretation, the correct interpretation of Article I of the Constitution and their own war-making powers and basically write a law, get rid of the one they have and write a law that actually is a strong constitutional law on this issue. John Samples is director of the Cato Institute Center for Representative Government. You can read more on the War Powers Act and the Constitution at Cato.org.